parenting 101. Your kids do something behind your back, you take their door off their bedroom. <laughs> what? what? Oh, Yo, yeah, that's yeah, what you're going to yeah, do yeah, as a parent. Like, that's a, that's a punishment. Yes. Just taking their door? So you've you, never you, had your you've so never like, had your door taken off your bedroom? No. Like you're talking about the same thing as like a phone, like no door for two weeks. Yeah. Like So you thought for real that she did something wrong and got her door taken. Yeah, as soon as you said that I've never heard I that. thought that her brother What is that? Was giving her fire alarm is <laughs> currently going off in the background. Everything's fine. It's like that dog meme with sitting in the burning room. You guys have seen that? It just says everything's fine. Yeah, I'm old. I'm, I get. I've gotten my door taken mm-hmm. off the you hinges have? by my parents, and I know the dog me. Yes. What'd you do? I. I mean, I think I talked back or something, but they. Mm. It's classic Luke. Yeah, I'm just such a disrespectful guy. <laughs> Did you get in trouble a lot as a kid? No, I didn't. But I mean, I don't want to interrupt your story. That's just what I thought happened. No, I mean, that's a story. They just took her door and they. Did she get on. her door back? Yeah. So what did that lead to? Because I saw this on. Oh, I decided to take my brother's door. He was at school. <laughs> nice. I just, I was like, well, I know how to take off the door. So I just took it off the hinges and put it in the in the office. But he, he pissed me off, though. I thought he would think it would be so funny. And he comes, like, I'm in my room, and my door's closed, ironically. <clears throat> and he comes running up to my mom, and he goes, where's my door? She's like, what are you talking about? Because taking <laughs> off doors is not a common thing that happens in our household. I, apparently, it happens a lot in the Gibson household, but in my house, nobody really takes our doors. I think it happened once. And he was like, where's my door? And then he comes in my room, and he's mad at me. And I'm like, I thought you would think this was funny, but he thought it was... He didn't think it was very funny. That's the thing. My, I mean, as older siblings, we can get messed with and picked on, whatever, and we just handle it. But it is in the innate nature of the younger siblings to go straight to the parents. No, it is not. Yeah, yes, it, it is. is. Yes, it is. I get in trouble so often because my younger siblings cannot take jokes, and it really, really pickles my eggs, grinds my gears. <laughs> it pickles your eggs. Yeah. I say grinds my gears a lot, and it, it makes Macy, she doesn't like that, so I say pickles my eggs. Just something different. Is Macy here? Well, no. Well, she'll probably listen to it, so kudos. Well, so... How long did you wait to put the door back on? I mean, as soon as he came down the steps. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was so like, give me my door back. But it, like, it wasn't this funny like, aha. Give me my, <laughs> give me my door back. It wasn't It wasn't this funny like, aha, ha, you just hooked my door. That's so funny. Like, okay, now the prank's over. Put it back on. He was like mad at me. like, And he tried to get me in trouble. And my mom was like, why are you trying to get him in trouble? It's just a joke. You think he's going to take your door and just like destroy it, put it in the dump, and then you don't have a door anymore? Like, obviously he was getting his door back. Maybe he was having a bad day. Maybe he know. was, but I I Rough still day think band practice. I still <laughs> think that we like as older siblings handle stuff on our own because we're used to. Younger siblings like just because for so long, you know, at this point in their life, probably more than half their life, they need their parents' help because oh. they can't do what we can do. We were talking about this the other day. That's changed now. I mean, as the days go by, you do more and more on your own. But I I think that it's harder for the older siblings like to get a good jab in because then it looks like you're picking on them, you know. But when the younger guy or the smaller guy goes after the bigger guy, it's like, hey, good for him. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's, that's reasonable. Yeah, and like, I mean, I have three younger siblings, and right. it's a it's a constant battle with my parents where they always are like, you know, y'all can dish it, but you can't take it. And that's that's an everyday thing with my siblings, uh, honestly. I mean... Yeah, because y'all are seen as the older siblings that are always supposed to be responsible and, you know... know role all, models and stuff. Yeah, do all good. And when you just want to have, like, try to have a little fun with your younger siblings. Yeah, like, we, me and my siblings all share a shower. I have my own separate bathroom because I'm downstairs and the three of them are upstairs, but, like... When it comes down to actual shower, I only have a half bath, so I don't have a shower. So we all share a shower. And when it's dirty, you want to know who gets in the most trouble out of everybody? It's me. Even though if you go in my room and compare it to how clean it is to the other three siblings' rooms, you can definitely tell I don't dirty up the shower. Like, How I, do you dirty up a shower? I don't understand. But, like, okay, one instance, they don't close the curtain. Like, we have curtains. We don't have, like, a door. So, like, they leave it, like, 
condensed. And when you leave a bunch of water on that, it gets moldy. And yeah. it's you it's have a habit to. of mine to open it back up so yeah. that way it can breathe. Close it back. Exactly. Yeah. But guess who gets in trouble more than them? Me. You know why? Because I'm the oldest one and I'm the most responsible. Well, then, so, then's when you smack Joseph around a little bit. Tell him straighten out the shirt curtain. Well, I do. And then guess what he does? Tells your mom. Mama. Yeah. He took Mama. my door again. So, we have a squeegee. A what? Oh, yeah. A shower squeegee. What do you mean? It's exactly. A, we, yeah, it's... <laughs> Michael doesn't like using it. I think it's kind of fun. Like a loofah? No, okay. no, 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 no. It's no, for it's cleaning like a, the shower. Like oh. one you use on your windshield of your car? Oh, yeah. It's like that for the... Because we have a glass shower. I was about to say, y'all have a glass one, though. Yeah. It's a windshield wiper for the shower, if yeah. you will. It's... I Look. mean, it really does help. Like, you'd be surprised at how much water stays on the walls of a shower. And if you have, like, a glass or a hard front, that too. So, like, the last person in the morning that showers, whoever that may be, has the duties now of squeegeeing the doors and the sides of the shower. And and it goes down to the bottom of the floor and they squeeze it into the drain. And the shower's like... You gotta boom. do that after every shower? No, well, if you're the last uh, person in the shower. I've done this once, ever. <laughs> it's, it's not because... I it, don't like doing it. I just don't think about it. Like I don't. I forget it's there. It sounds. I've done it once. It which, sounds really dumb. Like when my mom was telling us about it and doing it, I was like, "This is ridiculous." But our shower like has less mold and mildew on it consistently because there's less water sitting around after a shower. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it works. And it's kind of like I'm an instant gratification kind of guy. So like when like I can, grass. yeah, like cutting grass. Like, Oh, I know. Like I, hair. I enjoy cleaning my room sometimes. Just because like you can see it immediately. My room doesn't really get dirty on itself anyway, but when it does occasionally and I clean it up, I enjoy it because the way it makes me feel when I see, oh, it's clean, like, it makes me feel good. Yeah, you know it's saying? like, or like cooking. Yeah, It's like those things that you do where you get the result right away. Like, I enjoy that. So having a shower squeegee and like seeing the shower, like, I don't know. I've always been the guy that likes, you know, cutting grass, that likes landscaping, that likes, you know, haircuts, that likes, you know, going to the gym and looking in the mirror after and being like, well, I can tell I had a good workout today. Like, yeah. it's it's just, uh, I don't mind it, so I do it. But I tell you what, when you get down there to the floor, to the bottom, and you're squeegeeing stuff into the drain, <laughs> you feel a little vulnerable. <laughs> Because you're in the shower. You don't and you're like, yeah, he's like, man, I might need to go ahead and dry off, put a towel on, and then get the rest of this water <laughs> into the drain. Okay, okay. Imagine if Shaq kidnapped your significant other. All right? On, and you know where they are. On the way to go rescue your significant other, are you listening to music? And if so, what song? Or are you writing in silence? So... I got a, it's not really a confession, but just a little fun fact about me. Nine times out of 10, when I'm driving to a certain place and I'm by myself, I will have music playing, but at some point I will think of a random made up conversation that I might have, right? So like on the way here, I'm driving and like we were talking about stuff at BCM and I turned down my music and I'm talking to myself in my car about a random conversation that I would have if I would have had the opportunity to talk tonight. Like, so what I would probably be doing is I would turn on a song and then probably turn it down and be like, okay, so here's what I'd say to Shaq. Shaq, you listen here. You, you talking give out me, loud? You, huh? Do you talk out loud? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I will be in my car. Like, if you're driving beside me and stop the red light, you would look at me and I'm like yeah, passionately imagine talking. Imagine looking at Ben just like talking to nobody. That's what I'm saying. That's why you would never see me with my windows down when I'm driving. Because nine times out of ten when I'm driving by myself, I'm having a conversation by myself of like a made-up thing. Like, most people will think of ran through random scenarios. I will talk them out loud. And that's, like this is what I would say in our particular. So that's probably what happened is I wouldn't be writing a silence, but I would be talking. So like, who who would you be talking to? Myself. That's what I've said for three times. I know, but like, times. who would the conversation in your head be with? With Shaq about okay. what I would tell him. Like, okay, okay, okay. If I got to rescue my I significant you. other, like, I got to figure out how I'm going to do that. I mean, if I had time to prepare, I'd probably you know grab a couple of things with me. You know, get that nine on me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but overall, you know. Okay. Okay, so if, but if you were listening to music, it's like if you were in a movie or something. 
Uh-huh. What song would you be pulling? Thunderstruck, hundred percent. Nice. You're just driving down the road. You see my wheel stop, and it's like like the camera's on the wheels, and you see it stop right in front of it. And then you see me. I put on my sunglasses. I like adjust my rearview mirror, and then you just see you've been thunder. And then as soon as it says struck, my tire, <laughs> yeah, my tires, my tires just spin out. And then it's just like it's me going like eighty miles an hour down like a, a you know thirty five mile an hour road or whatever, passing through all these cars and whatever. I me getting serious. I don't know of anybody else that has those. I have those conversations in my head. I don't know if anybody else that has them out loud. I have. I can't do it in my head. That's like, really interesting. Here's what's even funnier. So I will walk around campus at college, and I will wear my mask outside, even though I don't like wearing my mask with my glasses on outside. But I'll wear them just because I like to have conversations to myself. But I don't want see see people like I don't want people <laughs> to see funny. me talking to myself. So I will be sitting there. You might see my mask move a little bit, but I'm sitting there talking, like out loud. And obviously, when I walk past people, I'll like do it in my head but then as i walk past them i will do it out loud again if nobody's near me and can hear me see i my first answer would be no i have no music playing and you'll never catch me driving without music playing. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. just be driving in silence always, with like tears running down your eyes no like, i wouldn't i would be i would mad. be doing exactly what you just said but in my head in your head yeah no not i gotta out, do it out loud. out loud like i was i was watching a podcast today. but i well i i wouldn't be like let me back up a second. I wouldn't be like rehearsing what I'm going to say to Shaq. I'm not worried about what I'm saying to Shaq. I'm worried about any kind of situation that might come up. Like I'm, I go through rabbit holes in my head That's what of if this happens, yep. I'm doing this. If yep. that happens, I'm doing this. Yep. When I'm going to be aggressive, when I'm going to be conservative. I was. Like I just about a lot of different things. Yeah. But especially in that situation, and I'm going to be flying. I'm not going to be yeah, cruising no. down, stopping at red lights, and. I have like a little Bluetooth adapter thing that I have to stick into my cigarette lighter to play music. So you can bet your bottom dollar I'm not going to be fiddling with that thing on the road. Yeah, because yours like pops out. Yeah, because sometimes (laughs) it just like shoots out of my (laughs) center console. Like, okay. So if you're speeding and a cop puts on his lights and he's behind you, are you going to stop? I know. I'm rolling down my window and waving him on with me. (laughs) I need a police escort. Yeah, that's what's up. (laughs) I'm serious. Shaq is going to hear Fortunate Son 10 miles down the road. That's all I'm saying. Fortunate Son? Yeah. It ain't me, babe. <laughs> That's a good song. Good song. Yeah, but like I was watching a podcast today with Robert Downey Jr. And he's talk- And the guy asked him a question. He was like, you know, um, how do you get to know your other guys on set, right? Like, for instance, he was talking about the whole Marvel movies. And he was talking about like, when you were to when you got that job and they tried to bring on Chris Evans as Captain America and they try to bring on what's the actor's name that plays uh, the 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 black guy that's his like Don best Cheadle. friend Don Don Cheadle huh? Don Cheadle Don yeah Cheadle. he was like when they brought them on how did you like get that off screen relationship with them before you had that on screen one and like I'm sitting here obviously not an actor obviously would never be an actor. It would be cool if I was. But yeah. I was like, if I were asked that question, I was in Robert Downey Jr.'s situation. Like, I was home by myself, and I paused the video, and I'm sitting there, and I'm having a conversation with myself, talking about how I would answer it. Just because I can't do it in my head. I got to do it out loud. I just like talking through it. Dude, that's weird. Uh, I mean, I don't it's think weird. It's that, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's, that's just how I do it. It's like... Do I... No, I... I okay. I would much rather... Not much rather, but sometimes I enjoy being on the spot. Like... When that's why I enjoy doing these podcasts so much because we don't really have this direct path of like, okay, here's the start, here's the finish, this is the script, go through it. I like the enjoyment of going off the cuff. I enjoy that. Like, I enjoy it when people say, you know, they ask me a question that I'm not ready for, and I'm like, hmm, well, actually, it's funny that you asked that, and then go down this rabbit hole like you were talking about of just all these different things that I had answered just off the top of my head. I, I love that. Remind me to never ask you anything. No, you can ask if me. If I'm in a rush. Anything. Like just no, now, that's cool, when, when Michael asked me if Shaq stole your significant other, what are you doing? Yeah. And I'm and I just answered the whole entire thing. We're I didn't still know this. So I didn't know that question was coming up till we started recording, and right. I enjoyed that. I think. All right, I got a question for you, because watching podcasts is something that I don't get. Like I get watching YouTube videos and mm-hmm. watching YouTubers. I get listening to podcasts. I get both of those things. Yeah. But I know people that'll just like pull up a three hour long YouTube video and play it in the background and like halfway actually watch it. 
And unless you're like, unless the podcast involves doing things like and like actually seeing stuff, right? Maybe, but yeah, I I've been thinking. I've just been thinking about technology all week because last week was our first episode, and it blew my mind. Like, you know, I I was kind of clueless on the like, legitimacy of all of this podcast media, mm-hmm. and we were leaving. And you're like, all right, this will probably be uh, on all the platforms tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, no chance. It's pretty cool. And it, it it led me to wonder, is it, A, it's amazing technology, but is it easier, do you think, to become a super successful, let's just say, Joe Rogan podcaster or a super successful YouTuber? YouTuber. YouTuber. Hands down, 100% every day. Because you will find more people that consume YouTube than podcasts every day of the week. Like, if you look at the amount of people that waste time on YouTube, that watch people on YouTube, even channels I've never heard of. There are millions of channels on YouTube. And some people, they only have like like 100,000 subscribers. 100,000 subscribers. But they still make a decent amount of money where they can do that for a living. Okay. Yeah. But okay. for well, a podcast, though... To get Joe Rogan level, name name other podcasts that have that kind of. They did something well, the thing that's is, that's what I'm saying. They normally have a background. The most successful podcasters already have a background. I feel like as like their second as career. something else as a YouTuber or you know if it's Joe Rogan, you know the MMA stuff, which makes it easier to be a YouTuber. You're making my point. Yeah, but I feel like there's more YouTubers. You have to, but there are more YouTubers podcast. that start from scratch. Than, than people that are podcasters, which makes it easier to be a very successful YouTuber. That's what that's, I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's what we both said. We both said oh, that so it's easier to make to get a big name okay. on YouTube than on podcasts. I, I totally also agree think with that, that because the in content order, in order to be a like high name podcaster, you have to have either sponsors or high name guests. You have to be high profile. Yeah, that's why Joe Rogan has such that success because he has crazy names on there. That's the one that I was talking about. He had Robert Downey Jr. He has Kevin Hart. He has th- uh, three episodes with Ben Shapiro. He has ones with Elon Musk and all these different people. And like, I mean, those are some big name people. And like, even if let's say you don't like those kind of people, right? Like, you're you might even listen to that just because you're interested to see what they're saying, right? Like, yeah. And, uh, but I think especially on YouTube, but never to watch. I enjoy watching it sometimes because I like seeing their facial expressions. I like you know seeing their because a lot of a person with their persona is not just in how they listen, you know how they talk, but also in just how they look. And like it's a lot easier to catch on jokes, and it's a lot you know sometimes it can be funnier. And but to answer your question about the whole YouTube thing, like there are so many different things that you can do on YouTube than podcasts. With podcasts, it is a conversation. That's it. That's the thing. There's only, there, like, you can only do so much with just audio. With visual, when you yeah. add that in, you have, you know, you have kids that are 10 years old that their parents put them in front of a camera and they make slime and they get millions of views and millions of dollars well, because, each and every month. Because technology, as great as it is, I mean, you can do, like, liposcopic surgery with technolo- technological advancements. Or you can spend 45 minutes watching kids make slime. Like yeah. that, like YouTube tailors to the consumer so much more, I think, than podcasts. Yeah. 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 I and uh, like I would hate to see how much time I've spent on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, I. That would be when embarrassing. I, on Sundays at like 10 a.m. or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't know what time it is. But it comes up like how much screen time you use on each app. YouTube is like nine, ten hours a week. The next best thing was probably Instagram or Twitter, which I spend maybe just over an hour a week. Yeah, I spend eight times, and that's just on my phone. I also watch YouTube on my TV when I'm at my house. And today, I watched a two-hour podcast episode with Robert Downey Jr. Like, that's two hours of my day wasted just on YouTube on my TV of just two people, watching two people just talk about life. Like, imagine what you could do with those two hours with... Uh, I could have different technology. <laughs> well, no, we'll just with earbuds in instead of sitting on the couch watching it. See, but if yeah. I have nothing to do, I would prefer to add in the visual with the audio. Like, sure, I can sit there, lay on my back, close my eyes, and listen for two hours. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying go hit the gym and listen to a podcast. 
I go to the golf course or go or but I also don't think it's the same if you're distracted. Yeah. Like it's not the same experience. I like to be focused on whatever I'm. Yeah, watching. and plus I get I have time to where I can pause it and have my own conversation about if I were <laughs> to ask, if I were to be asked that question yeah, I can yeah. answer it. You know what I'm saying? Well. Yeah, you're right. What do you think our target audience is? Are we wanting people to sit down and listen, or mm. you wanting us to be background noise? I think everybody wants. Yeah, I think I think if you want like. You want to listen? Go ahead. Well, yeah, I'm I mean, not I judging anything. Well, to definitely, answer, definitely, we're not structuring yeah. these around uh, yeah. what we what we think you guys are doing yeah, while listening. Definitely, with the target audience. I mean, obviously, the first and foremost would just be people that we know. I mean, yeah. that would be just you know our friends and family and whatnot. But then beyond that, if we could go any farther, I mean, obviously, it would be cool to add in that video, uh, that visual, and have it as an audio of like, oh, I'm driving to work, or oh, I'm driving to you know, this destination and I have, you know, an hour and a half to kill. So I'll just put on this podcast or I have nothing to do. And actually these guys are very funny and they actually are kind of ugly. And so, you know, I can see them talk mm-hmm. and, you know, watch them. Like, yeah. So you're saying like season two, we'll actually have to start wearing clothes. <laughs> Dude, why do you have to <laughs> tell everybody? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think it would be cool to maybe one in ad visual. And I mean, it, I think it'd be okay. Let me ask you this: If you had the opportunity to be famous and make enough money to substantially support you throughout your day-to-day life, between living on your own, buying groceries, whatever, like to have this as your job, whether it's a podcast or just somebody of entertainment influencer, like on YouTube or on podcast, would you want to take that job? Like, would you be okay with like if somebody were to come up to you and be like? You know, the first question is, what's your name? The second question is, what do you do? And you say, oh, I do podcasts for a living. Or, oh, I'm a YouTuber. Like, would you want that to be your job? Or would you honestly just want this to be kind of a side hobby, you know, side gig? Where you might make a couple bucks here and there if you got really big. But besides that, it's not your main focus. It's just a side part. I think it would be nice because our goal here is to have fun. And I think that's what we're doing. So why not, you know, make enough money to live on it? Like, if you could add in that getting paid to do it, like, why not? Yeah, no, I'm not saying anything like that, but it's already fun to do. And I know it changes once it becomes a job, and I don't know anything about that, but I think it would be cool. Like, I wouldn't, there would be nothing wrong, you know, if I'm 30 and nowhere to have this as a job. I think if I had, are you asking if you had to pick between being a podcaster or a YouTuber? No, no, I'm just saying, would you rather, like, <clears throat> obviously your track right now is you're doing landscape architecture, right? Yeah. That's what your job is. Would you be okay with sticking with that for right now as your main job and having this as a side hobby, fun, maybe even get a couple bucks a month if we somehow were to get a sponsor or whatever? Or would you be okay with this picking up so much, whether we put it up on YouTube or actually this podcast itself did so well that you could live off of this money? Like, you know, the average salary in America is, what do you think? Like, Forty to fifty thousand. I think I saw today. It was Maybe like a little bit more. Thirty thousand or something. Thirty thousand, something like that. So if we were to make, let's say, sixty grand a year, where you could live off of it by yourself, right? That's double the average. But so that's that's a lot of money. But I'm just saying, where you had the opportunity to do that, would you want that to be your main job? No. Yeah. No. I. I would. I'd either. say why not do both? Because obviously we can. Because right. we're doing this. As a part of our daily lives with all of our stuff going on. You could do so both. So we're already... So Ben, but, what Ben is about to say is time, you couldn't do both to make that kind of money. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like if you were to put... If you were to say, oh, I'm okay with sticking this as my second job, like as just a fun side hobby, there's no way you can make $60,000 a year. Okay, now you're I'm not starting to lot of saying, and I don't know money if I'd effort. want to do that. That's what I'm saying. Like I would not want to be... My main job being a, oh, I'm a entertainer online, which sounds very wrong as a job title, you know, entertainer online, but long Why story short. you just say podcaster? Podcaster, YouTuber, whatever, but. but I, so you wouldn't want to be, you wouldn't want to have, let's say, David Dobrik's job? Uh, for me personally, no. Yeah, That's I'd turn fair. I'm, yeah, I'm just. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to have that because also I feel like another part of it that a lot of people don't see is that you have. And this is just from a logical standpoint, you have a high expectation. Like, you got to do what other people want you to do. And 
like if David Dobrik messes up, he's got a lot of eyes on him. He says one thing wrong. Like again, we talked to, I think we talked about Morgan Wallen last week. Did we mention his name at all? Mm, but I don't think so. this man has a very nice, very big career and he messed up one time, but because he has so many eyes on him and he's such a big influencer, his career's kaplunk. He got released by his record label and now he has, that, like it's gone. I'm not too worried about that. Like I am who I am and I, See, mean, but you mean I what I say ninety nine of the time. No, I I know I know the point you're making. Yeah, but I think that it's less of a all eyes on me kind of thing and more of a well, what happens when something better comes out or what happens when those people that listen to me every time I put something out find something things, they like better. Well, no, not even find something. Just have things to do, like. Their success is ultimately dependent upon other people consuming their their product. And I think, yeah. you know, with my, you know, with a steady career path, you know, it's not just us. You know, we're not going to be unmarried, Lord willing, forever. And we're not going to be living under our parents' roofs forever. You know, we're going to need something a little bit. Uh, well, it can become stable, but... I will take the stable job and be an interesting person and maybe let that reflect sometimes through a podcast than devote everything to a consumer base. That's a yeah thing. And that's a good, you go. That's a good point. I know what you're saying. Like you your job right now, you do your work, you get it done, you get paid. It's dependent on what you do. It's in my and control more yeah, or less. Yeah. You do your work. But in this job, to get paid, you have to count on these people to watch your stuff or listen to your stuff. I mean, what if the next generation doesn't listen to podcasts? Well, okay, that's something that I was kind of talk about is that the internet didn't exist like 20 years ago. iPhones, smartphones didn't exist like 15 years ago, right? Technology is so ever-changing like YouTubers. They didn't, they didn't do YouTube for a living seven, eight years ago. That was unheard of, right? It wasn't until within the past maybe half decade, if not just one decade, where people actually started devoting their jobs to being an entertainer, right? And so my point is that who knows what this is going to look like technology-wise, podcast or YouTube, in five to ten years, right? We yeah, could say... Or one year. Like, let's say right now we were to somehow make enough money where all three of us could live on our own with the money that we made from the podcast. What about if podcasts just move on? Like, they're just not a thing anymore in five or ten years. Like... Right. The next technological advancement is now, you know, this uh, artificial intelligent hologram where you're starting to do, you know, YouTube type of videos, but from a 3D perspective in your room. Like you were to put this thing on the ground and you could see this video as like a 3D thing instead of a, you know, this two dimensional on your screen. You would talk to that thing all night, mm -hmm. wouldn't you? <laughs> I, I would. I, you, you bet your butt I would. But long story short, like... I also think that it's not a stable job and it's not very good because it's just ever changing and who knows what it's going to look like in five or 10 years. And, you know, plus, I mean, once we're, if we were to keep on doing this from a professional standpoint, you know, give us when we're 40, 45 years old, we, we really want to be doing this for 20 plus years. No, we're going to move on and do other things. I mean, there is like that, that one, like, you know, ideal list of ideal scenarios where we do like crazy, awesome stuff and then talk about it. You know what I mean? Like that's like yeah. in the back of everybody's head where this funds you to do more crazy things and then talk about it. And that funds you to do the next crazy thing and then talk about it. That's like the draw, you know? And I think it's easier to do on YouTube because people see you doing it. As opposed to you just having to go out and do it. Nobody's watching and then come talk about it and be interesting enough for people to be like, oh, yeah, do more stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. society is so dang trendy now. So dang trendy. Like, you know, one thing is a big hit for a week and then it's just on to the next. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, just it's crazy how fast TikTok dances and sounds to, you know, Instagram hashtags or whatever that they used to do yeah and so say this does blow up and we start making money the next week you know they could be moved on to some other y thing you did y'all you hear about that guy that was in a coma for like the first like 10 months for the coronavirus or something crazy like that 
where he like came out of the coma and he's like had no idea. Like, yeah. do you know how many inside jokes he missed from social media from that? Like, mm-hmm. imagine if somebody to go up to him and were to just say a joke that came out in like November of 2020. Like that you would right. only know if you were on TikTok or you were on Instagram or on Twitter or on YouTube or on Facebook or whatever it is. Like it, it's so ever changing in terms of what's popular, what's unpopular, what's trending, what's not trending. And like, it's crazy. So something kind of came up this week. I was looking for Airbnbs and you know how expensive they are, like not per night, but they sneak it in with the cleaning fee. Like, they charge you... There's a cleaning fee? There's a cleaning fee because of coronavirus right now. And it's like... I was like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, kind of on the edge of the budget when I was looking for this Airbnb. And then I go to, like, reserve it. And it's literally double the price. And it was like a $150 cleaning fee on there. I was like, no. I'll clean the place for free if you want me to. I'm not paying somebody else to clean it. But apparently they're like doubling down on everything and like ensuring which I can sense. I can appreciate and respect but it's kind of absurd and I I heard this comedian my friend was telling me and I listened to this comedian he was talking about that and he was like he got banned I think from Airbnb like his account did because of the mess that he left the place in He's like, if I'm paying you $150, $200 to clean the place, I'm not cleaning it. And I didn't think it was that funny of a joke, but he's got a point. I mean, why? Why? Like, that's yeah. that's why you go to Why hotels. is it so expensive? Yeah, why is it Why is it so expensive? Uh, I mean, I know people mean. are inviting strangers into their homes, but if you don't want to run that risk, then... You don't have to. I don't, think it's... Don't put don't your house... Yeah. I think it's so expensive because of how many people use Airbnbs now. Like... Think about, for instance, for me personally, I don't really know about Airbnbs until like the past couple of years. Like before that, it was always just hotels. Like you had to go out of town, you're getting a hotel, yeah. right? You're just staying in this big old building where the every room is the same. You get the same exact treatment, same exact service, whatever. But now that Airbnbs are this special, like you can live in nice scenery. You can have more rooms together. You can split the cost with other people, right? It's just this one flat rate and you can split it between other people. Like Airbnbs are a lot more, uh, what's the word? Like like personalized. No, not personalized, but like you, you want it to be like you're, you, you crave it more than, than actual hotels. Like they're more, uh, enjoyable on the surface. What's, what's the word? They're more it's appealing. Just more, yeah, That's what I was thinking appealing. of. It's more appealing, right? Like it's more personal. Exactly. So the, the more appealing it is, the more you're going to charge for it. I mean, like, would you rather spend, so how much was the Airbnb in total? Well, if, no, I don't think that they're charging more like on, I think it's like Airbnb, like the companies that so are, it's not per, per the, person that owns the I don't the think house. the people are charged. I think they're like, the people are like, do you want to have somebody else come clean it or do you want to clean it? If they say somebody else, then right now they can get away with it because of coronavirus. Yeah. I guarantee you that like it doesn't cost them what they're charging no. to clean. Oh, they're making money no. on it. It probably takes like 40 bucks to make somebody to come there and clean it thoroughly. You can get, you know how we had coronavirus last, the last two weeks or two weeks ago? Yeah. You can go to Home Depot and buy an electromagnetic mm-hmm. sprayer. Sprayer. And put cleaning solution in it, and it charges the particles when you spray it around the house, so they like stick to surfaces and they clean it. And you can do that, and you can clean like twenty houses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a coronavirus, you know, like not pick up after yourself. Yeah. yeah. But I just I thought it was ridiculous. That it's is shocking. a lot of money. Yeah. I, for me personally, I don't like spending money. Like, granted, I don't have much money to spend, but like, I don't like seeing that money leave my bank account, or my wallet. I don't understand how people can go on these shopping sprees every weekend and make impulse purchases. Cough, cough, Donovan, cough, cough. Well, because people drop gobloads of money on stuff and it's very last minute type of thing where it's not like a very well thought out, thorough investigation of what you're buying. It's just a, oh, you know what? I got a good bit amount of money. This thing looks pretty cool. Sure, it's a lot of money, but you know what? I can spend that money, so I'm going to spend it. Yeah, I think it's the instant gratification thing that we were talking about earlier. I think people that like instant gratification more 
are more prone to spending money like that See, because they have it immediately. But I like instant gratification, but I hate spending that money and hate seeing that kind of stuff. Like, I think it's maybe I, I like the instant gratification of working my tail off day in and day out and getting paid, and I hate seeing that money that I work so hard for go. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think people that, I mean, I think there's a way to do it where you get the gratification because you know you earn the money and you have your eye on something for a while. What's the saying? Like, if you want something, wait 30 days, and if you still want it, buy it. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think that's that's what my mom always said. So you can get really good gratification out of spending money if you don't make those impulse decisions. Like, I see what you're saying, and I don't do that. I don't just go, like, I never go out with the intention of just, I want to spend some money. You know? I know people that do. But, like, spending the money to go on a weekend trip, like, that's worth it for me because yeah. I'll have the memories. There's also, there's definitely something to be said for saving money and being smart, but there's also a line to where, you know, it gets a little too much and you need to... It can become unhealthy. Yeah, because saving money is important, but, you know, money isn't everything and sometimes you need to spend a little to make memories or make whatever. You don't have to. You never have to. And But sometimes, you know, there's nothing wrong with you know, going bowling like y'all do and just having a good time. Yeah, I went bowling yesterday. Spend, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I know a lot of people that are so bent up about saving money that they forget that it's just an object to be used for. I think so I think that that can, like, turn into a snowball effect. And then when you actually, like, need to spend money, like, furnish a house yeah. or put a down payment on something... Like, you're going to just naturally, because you're so hardwired to not spend, you're going to live in a situation or drive a car that you don't need to be... Like, you you could wind up putting yourself in worse situations than you need because you're not willing to spend the money. I was was watching this uh, YouTube clip of a TLC show where it was just these people that live on, like, these immensely cheap situations where they have the money to where they could live in nice properties, nice houses, whatever, but they choose not to on purpose. And like their shower, their shower head broke and they just took a, 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 a liter bottle and poked holes in it. And they use that as a shower head. And they're like, why would I spend money on a shower head when I don't need to, this works perfectly fine. Or they don't have any type of TV or furniture in their living room. Cause they're like, well, we have our own devices. So if you want to watch something, we'll just watch it on our phone. Otherwise we'll just, we don't we don't need that kind of stuff in our living room and stuff like that. And I feel like that is a mindset that you can get into when you don't like to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Where there's a fine line between saving money and being smart with it and making occasional decisions of big purchases versus being lazy and intentionally not spending money because you're just too overwhelmed and over exaggerated with the thought of this isn't safe for me and I'm gonna get into this bad habit of just spending money all the time. And like, yeah, I think it, what I try to do is make it goal oriented. So you, I mean, you can't take it with you when you go. And I know we hear that all the time, but like when you save money, if you're saving money just to save money, like, yeah, it can be good when you're young because there are a lot of things that you have to inevitably spend money for when you become an adult. I'm thinking about. Yeah. Like engagement with rings and oh, down Whoa, we need to stop this conversation. I'm not talking about. I'm thinking about that right now. No, like, yeah, I'm thinking about saving up money. But I'm just saying, like in the future, it's coming. I'm gonna have road. to worry about paying for a ring, paying for a house, paying for the furniture that goes in that house, the TV, the car, the right. the insurance payments, everything. Like that's a lot. No, yeah. And there's if a you lot coming down the road account, for all three of us. You would say, Ben, Me? you're screwed. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I do not have a lot of money to my name. And granted, and if I were to go about things in my life the way that a normal person my age of being a, you know, the whole stereotype of being a Christian at the college that I'm at, whatever, and meeting the girl and whatnot, we would get married in two and a half years, getting engaged in less than two years. With what people like you, with what people like do, me, it's it's a take, yeah. you get engaged when you graduate and you get married like six months later. And I graduate next December. Like that means mm. that I would get engaged next December. That's at least that's the the standard, so to speak. Yeah, obviously I don't have to do that. When y'all are ready, <clears throat> exactly. We yeah. can do it whenever. But like if things go the way that they are and go well, that would be the plan. That would be the goal. And yeah. like 
that's not a, less than two years is not a lot of time to go from barely any money to my name to enough to where I can drop three months worth of a salary on a ring and worrying about having all these other plethora of payments just for life in general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that's also a southern thing too. Oh, like most definitely. Just people, the cultural. Yeah, people people don't get married nearly as quick like in different parts of the country as they do here. Yeah, like if you mm-hmm. go to like the very, you know, the west coast like in LA, like California, people don't even want to get married. Yeah. New York, like Which oh, I don't understand that concept. I mean, it, because it's just, in their it's culture just how they're raised how they're how they're raised is you don't have to get married like we don't understand uh, that because we were raised in a society where you do you graduate and you get married and i don't think it's not just southern but i think it's also just our religion of a you cannot do certain things unless you are married but for them personally they can do what they want without being married so why get married and spend a lot of money when I can still get the same benefits as I would with getting married? The only thing would be filing conjointly on taxes. That's the only benefit that you get out of getting married and 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 that financially. Idea. Yeah. Exactly. Like there's a there's a couple that lives across from us in the street where they're not married but they live in the same house, they drive the same cars, they go to work every day, they live life perfectly fine, but they're not married. They're like, "Why would we get married when we still get to have the same benefits?" And that's a that's a really you know, interesting. I never thought of there being a correlation between the Bible Belt and marriage age. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's, that's why that's why that makes sense. get married so young for us because we're trying to withhold ourselves from moving in with other people, starting a life with other people, doing things with other people that we shouldn't be doing until we're married, right? And yeah. so when you're already getting those benefits, why get married? Which makes sense to me. I mean. I wouldn't get married too if I didn't care. Like, right. there's no point in dropping, you know, oh, weddings are so expensive. Like tens of thousands of dollars. Well, we're all guys on a big so, wedding. Yeah, no, we're I'm just in saying the clear. From the from the other point of view, no, I know what of you're your saying. significant other. You know, yeah. and with us though, we got to buy a wedding ring. Those are easily five, six, seven grand. That's a lot of money, right? So you're telling me, bro, I'm the closest one out of the three of us. Uh, you better get a move on it. I know. I, I mean, that's that goes back to what I was saying earlier. I have goals with my financial things, and those are included in my goals. And I will like when the day comes to make those purchases, like you're talking about. I'm not like going to be freaked out about it because I'm planning for it yeah. and I'm ready for it. And it's not like I'm going to be like, like imagine having that. Imagine like looking at your wife's wedding ring and being like, man, I didn't want want to spend that money on that. Like, that's not the position I'm going to be in at all. No. And I just don't, like, I think that, you know, if you if you reach that point where you're past the, oh, we just got to save money because we've got a lot, of com- a lot of things coming down the road. Like, if you get past that and you still have that, oh, I just got to, just got to save, 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 save. Then I think it's borderline unhealthy. Because, I mean, yeah, you can always do better. You know, you can move into a bigger house. You can, you can have a rainy day fun, all yeah. that stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you can't take it when you go. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna get to a point where you can retire comfortably. You're gonna get to a point where you can leave some money for your family down the road. Uh, then what else? What? It, yeah, you're gonna. What be, do you need money for? You're gonna save so much to where you're gonna save, 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 and you're gonna pay off all your stuff, and you're gonna be seventy, and gonna want to sit around all the time. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to have all this saved up money that yeah. you could have used in your 30s to, you know, travel or whatever. And now you're just sitting, you know, in a house in Florida, you know, giving it to your grandkids, which there's nothing wrong with if you want to do that. But the saving mindset is just save, save, save until, and I feel like people save until they just don't know what to do with it. And they're not in the part of their life where they could use it the most. Yeah. And I think another big thing, though, is that there are a lot more people, though, in terms of majority, where they spend more money than save. And I think that's a big conversation that I'm sure we've all thought about for a while, is how little people talk about actual life advice and schooling. Like, we go through schooling from the age where we can start speaking until... 18 years old, right? And from that point on, you are expected to make adult decisions and have an adult life. But how often and the place where you spend the most time in your life, eight hours a day, five days a week in school, do they talk to you and teach you about 
your finances, buying a house, how to fix a flat tire, right? We see all these things on social media of like this football coach. He just taught his football players how to change a tire. You know why? Should be mandatory. Because do you know how many parents actually go through those life things and teach your kid, hey, this is how you budget. This is how you save. This is how you purchase this. This is how you write a checkbook. This is how you open a bank account. This is how you do that. Honestly, only like probably 10 to 20% of parents actually teach their kid how to do all that stuff. I was lucky enough and blessed enough to have parents that did that. But there are a lot of kids that don't have that. And a lot of parents probably don't know as much about it as... Exactly. They showed his parents. That's what I'm saying. And so because of not being taught exactly. by their parents, it's a and so trainer. you have these kids that spend money all willy nilly and don't see the importance of it because they're not taught that. And it could be it's one of two reasons. It's either because they have so much money from their parents that they are spoiled and they just spend it however much they want, or they don't have enough and they just spend well i don't know if they don't have enough and they start spending it all which doesn't really make sense but at the end of the day i mean you 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 will see people where they just spend money all willy-nilly and they just don't have a they kind of put their head in the sand about it and not 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 plan yeah they don't they don't have any plan they don't they don't have this they don't have Mm -hmm. a savings account like for me personally like i when i went to go open my first bank account i was like what do you mean a savings account oh i thought i have a checking where i put my money in here it's this one account, and when I want money out, I'll pull money out. When I want money in, I'll put money in, right? And, like, there's two accounts, and one of them is where you need to put money in and don't touch it. Your savings account is your savings account because you're saving it. You're not going to spend all your money in your checking account, and then at the end of the month, if you're over budget, just like, ah, I'll just pull stuff from savings, and then I'll live off of that. That was a bad habit that I had where I'd have $100 in my checking, and I'm like, okay, this is all I'm going to spend throughout the month. Two weeks go by. And I've already spent the $100, and I still have a week left in, you know, the month of April or whatever. And then I'm like, well, you know, $50 won't hurt from savings. We really want to go to play, you know, go to Top Golf, and I want to be nice. So I want to spend, you know, I want to pay for my girlfriend to go as well. And, like, you know, people aren't taught to save up that money. And I think that's a big thing that needs to change is just life stuff in general. Just if you're yeah. spending all your life in schooling – and then you're expected to be an adult after schooling, but you're never taught how to be an adult in schooling. What are you supposed to do? You you want to figure that out on your own? That's why people get in so much debt. Yeah. Like I am lucky enough to where I have a credit card and I don't have any debt. But do you know how many other kids, their parents are like, here's a credit card. This is how it works. And then they don't care. Right. They just they think to themselves, well, I have an $1,800 cap right now and I'm going to spend $1,800 and, you know. At some point, I'll have to pay it off. And yeah. that's a dangerous thing. It is dangerous. That stuff should definitely be mandatory. That's what I'm saying, just to teach in general. And I, and again, you don't have to forcefully do it, but I think at least having a couple classes of just, you know, maybe a lifestyle one, lifestyle two, lifestyle three class in high school. Well, here's, here's the thing. I think that the reason that there isn't one now is because, you know, teachers go to school, they get their major in education, and they specialize in something. So they teach math. They teach physical education. They teach science. They teach social studies. They teach English. Yeah. Whatever you want. So you, if you have, I've thought about this too, but if you have like those classes where, all right, this period I'm going to life class, who's going to teach that? Nobody goes to school for that. So what you have to do is you have to incorporate them into the curriculum. So like finances, You'll have to have math teachers teach that. Your life skills, you know, like writing, you know, personal or not personal, professional emails, English class. Changing a tire, physical education. Uh, And I think that's a good idea. That's what you have to do. But hold on. What's the one class that Rock Hill Schools mandates you in high school to take before you can graduate? Success after high school, right? And if you can incorporate those ideas in that class and teach those coaches, right? A lot of those coaches, when you're coaching at a high school level, you're not going to be a coach there because, oh, teach first, coach second. You are coach first. And then, sure, if you want me to teach a health class, sure, I'll learn that. I'll take, you know, a, a yeah. two-hour, you know, a three-hour credit course online that takes me a couple months so I can teach. Sure, I'll teach your your PE classes or your success after high school. If you can incorporate that as another class for those coaches and say, look, 
You went to college to be a coach, and that's what you want to be. But now we also want you to teach this health class and this life class, whatever, right? And they go through this, again, three-hour credit course where a college can incorporate that class where they can take it and learn how to teach kids about lifestyle and their finances and, you know, how to put in drywall. I know that seems dumb and lame, but, like, no, that's yeah. a big thing to know. How right? to hammer a nail. How are how you going to do that? A, that's what I'm saying. Screw, yeah. Yeah. Right? And you can even incorporate some of that stuff. And what's the home ec classes? Yeah. Home right? shop. You can yeah. start incorporating that, too, because they teach you how to sew, do dishes, cook, bake, whatever. And those are life stuff as well. And I think that's important. Yeah. So, and like you were saying, that doesn't start with just throwing a course in the school. That starts with teaching the teachers how to teach it and, you know, putting it in the curriculum when teachers get their degree it does start there but i think i think what you're saying could work like actually you know what's the word i'm looking for like they could do it but i think if you have an environment where kids are just like oh i'm just going to this bullcrap class i don't have to really engage my brain that much because we're just learning like random tidbits and stuff i don't think you'll see the productivity but I think if you incorporate it into the curriculums, like I was talking about earlier, you're sitting in math class, your brain is geared to to do math. Like you're not just walking around a gym, changing tire for 20 minutes and then going to, you know, put in drywall. Like some people might not, you know, enjoy that and they just let their minds wander. But if you get a kid in a situation where they're already like, in the mindset to do math and you incorporate finances into that that'll be more successful and then if you get a kid that's active that's walking around that's doing stuff in gym class and you're like hey today we're going to be hammering some nails as part of our warm-up then you're going to i think you're going to get more productivity out of that it might be harder to do like to kickstart because you're talking about changing curriculum of everything instead of just having one class where you include and make mandatory but I just think that would be more productive. I mean, it could. That's fine. And honestly, however they see fit, whatever would be more productive, fantastic. I, I, but couldn't, I'm, I'm with I you. couldn't care less. But overall, yeah. I just think having those important life things taught in a high school setting is very important, whether you incorporate it in a main general education class or in a class itself. You know what I'm saying? I do. So Yeah, it's important. Yeah. Um, but on that note, I think I think we'll end it there. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.